Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the From the Shadows podcast. I am the producer, Jason Lewis. I would like to thank you for tuning in to the From the Shadows podcast. And without further ado, here is your host, Shane Grove. Hey, good evening, everyone. This is uh, Shane Grove, the host of From the Shadows podcast. And this evening I'm joined with uh, uh, by the crew member, The Judge. Good evening, everyone. Um, Jason, the super producer. Yep, here and ready to go. Well, you don't sound very ready to go. You sound like you kind of just got done with a long shift at work. That is correct. Oh, good, man. Am I, am I good or what? You are uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so our guest tonight, from uh, all the way from Colorado, is a TV star, podcast... <laughs> podcast host, uh, blogger, and uh, paranormal investigator, Aaron McGarry. Aaron, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing pretty great. Glad to be on here. I've been looking forward to this. I'm glad we could finally narrow down a time for everybody. Yes, yes. It's been been quite a little uh, song and dance trying to figure out a time what works for everybody. And then, you know, with you... Having a little misfortune this, today. I mean, Ugh. I don't want to say that that was tied into maybe somebody trying to keep you from coming on the <laughs> podcast. But uh, so, so you know, you had a little fender bender today. Everything okay? You doing all right? Oh yeah, everything's good. It was totally my fault. It was oh, one- don't admit that, <laughs> Judge. Judge, I would not say that. His car was fine. He didn't even have anything like a, he had a tiny scuff. Oh, okay. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> All right. So, Aaron, we're, uh, we're really excited to have you on tonight. 
um, from the Shadows podcast um, for the listeners out there. I think we do a pretty good job of hitting various genres, whether we're talking about Bigfoot or Dogman or or UFOs. And tonight um, we wanted to talk to you about some experiences that you had as a kid uh, growing up that um, I think I could probably, from watching the Netflix uh, episode, uh, say that this is a possible demon episode. Is that a fair statement? Um, I hate using the word demon, but okay. Yes. So why don't you tell us? <laughs> I mean, after all that free legal advice, you couldn't just. Uh, you, after all that free legal advice he gave you, you just couldn't go along with the word exactly. demon. <laughs> Come on. So 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 before we jumped into that, that when I referred to you as a TV star, well, just to let everybody know you you were on an episode. Uh, of the Netflix series Haunted, season one, uh, episode three, and it kind of uh, chronicled some of your experiences as a young girl to a uh, young adult um, with what I think we're going to, you're going to tell us the story now in your own words, not necessarily the TV, you know, what the TV show showed, but so... Tell our listeners, give our listeners a little taste of what you uh, experienced from the time you were a little kid that got you onto the show. Yeah. Um, so I've kind of just always had paranormal experiences, like from the time that I don't even remember. And my mom tells me about things and it was kind of a crazy childhood. My mom was sick. We moved in with my grandma and <clears throat> it was actually the house my mom grew up in. And that house was just so insanely haunted. I mean, we it didn't really get into it on the show, but when my mom lived there, um, there was ghosts that would sing. There was, like, a male and a female that would sing, and they would mimic voices. So, like, my mom would be in her room, and she'd hear, like, hey, I'm home, and nobody was home. And the, the faucets would turn on in the middle of the night, and that used to happen when I was living there. Um just the TVs would turn on. It's like all the stuff you'd see from a movie. <laughs> it was so really happening. So your mom experienced this stuff as a kid then too. Yes. Growing up, growing up, and did, so, so I don't want to interrupt you too bad. But so when you went to her, then she, because I'm sure as a kid you said, "Hey, you know this is happening," and she just said, "Oh, it's okay. It's just normal." Or did she say, it's not normal, but this is what happens in this house? <laughs> um, as I got older, she was more open about that. But when I was like little, little, you know, like five or six, um, when everything initially started happening, she wasn't, she would kind of, you know, do the mom thing and be like, oh, it's probably just a bad dream. Like, everything's fine. Monsters aren't real. Because, I mean... How do you explain to a five-year-old, especially that one that goes to a Catholic school and would probably go to school and be like, my mom says there's demons in the house. You know, <laughs> that's not going to go over so well. <laughs> that would be a little difficult to explain, yeah. Well, that would be, hey, you'd be the hit at show and tell, I would have oh. to say. What makes you think I wasn't already? <laughs> oh, jeez. You know, when you're talking to your mom and she, and you said, you know, how do you tell a five-year-old kid that, that monster, you know, monsters are real? It harkens me back to the movie Aliens when um, one of my favorite shows, when Newt, the little girl, looks at uh, 
Sigourney Weaver and says, why do they tell little kids that monsters aren't real? Because they are real. And, and that's kind of one of those things with my kids as they were growing up is, you know, how do you, you know, trying to let kids know, yeah, there might be stuff out there without really scaring them. So I think your mom was in a real tough spot. You know, I told my kids too, I said, you know, monsters are real. They just happen to look like people. Uh, (laughs) And that's, mm -hmm. I mean, that's the most monsters you'll run into is people. Yeah. Very true. So so I'm watching the Netflix show and, and your mom and you, when you moved in with your, with your grandmother, we had some tough times is that you moved into the, uh, the basement of the house. Is that correct? Yes. And that is, is one kind of funny thing. The basement was actually very nice. It was, it was a nice house and it was a finished basement. Um, but it would have been in your uncle had, had he lived down there or is that just his kind of hangout area? based upon what sort of Netflix portrayed it? Uh, no, I mean, that was all correct. He, not while we were living there, but um, right. all the stuff that happened with um, him playing around with the, whatever he was playing around with, poltergeists and trying to summon things. Um, he actually did that when in his childhood, when he was relatively younger and um, things Start, and that's how kind of the house seemed to really get started when my mom was growing up. And he started doing drugs at a very, very young age. Probably he's doing heroin, I think, at 13 or 14. Oh, my God. Yeah. My mom said he went away for a summer to stay with the grandparents. And so, so let me ask you this then, Aaron. And, and yeah. this is – and I've, I've had people – ask me the, the following kinds of questions and, and maybe you can shed some light on some, maybe you can't young kids who are inquisitive into the dark uh, arts and witchcraft and things like that. And, and fiddling around with Ouija boards and stuff like that. But where would, I mean, where does a teenage boy find things that to conjure spirits and, and poltergeist, if that's how you want to call them. But, but where do you find that kind of stuff? Well, I think there's two things. I mean, you can go to the library. When I was a kid, I used to go to the library all the time. And I feel terrible for this. And again, I'm uh, incriminating myself. But I used to steal the books from the library. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. <laughs> I'm beginning to think you're, you've got everything you deserved. And maybe <laughs> that's it. I returned them all, and my okay. I felt guilty as an adult. <laughs> did you pay the late fee, though? No, no, I did uh, not. <laughs> you know, okay, well, there's a that's a little gray area there then, <laughs> whether you're in the clear or not. So, so what kind of stuff do you find at the library? I mean, is there? I mean, it's like when you secret door to you know go back into the adult <laughs> section. She, you know. she goes I mean, to the door. She goes to the. Wait a second. The adult section. What library are you going to? Well, then Family Video used to have an adult section used to hang out in, didn't it? Uh, we, listen, you know I'm about that. You know about I'm, that, eh? I'm bound by contract for my time of working at Family Video that I cannot <laughs> expose them for what they truly are. So let's get back to the demon. <laughs> yeah, so, so where do you, you, you find this stuff in the library? I mean, I don't know. You know, back then things could have been different. But, I mean, they had at the library I used to go to, 
as a kid, they just kind of had like a new age slash occult section. And there wasn't a lot of dark stuff there. But I mean, I, I got books. I have books on like, you know, different sorts of occult magic that I don't use, but just for my knowledge, um, you can't really fight things if you don't know what you're fighting. That's true. So, so you think, so, so then the belief is, is that the, um, the stuff that was going on in the house began with your uncle, um, trying to explore the world of demonology or conjuring up evil or the devil or whatever it is he was trying to do. So that, so it wasn't like there was a haunting from 150 years prior or anything. It, it maybe began with him opening some door and letting something into the house. And and that's what we believe because it was like, it was almost like a portal was opened because things would come in and out. And one ghost they didn't talk about on the show that I find to be kind of a funny story. There was a ghost that used to uh, crawl in bed with my mom. Like she could feel someone spooning her. <laughs> like even while I was oh, in the bed. And okay. So let's get off the adult section. I mean, we're a family <laughs> show. Here. So, so, <laughs> but then he left so I mean it's like things were kind of coming in and out okay he's out okay so, so when you say so, so when, you say a, when you say there's a portal I mean you believe that your brother opened some sort of gateway into a different dimensional plane and was allowing these things to come into into our realm and then leave and go back and forth I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but yeah, pretty, I mean, basically, when you're messing with things and you don't know what you're doing, it's sort of like, because initially he was trying to call in, he wanted a poltergeist, was his initial thing, and then um, who knows what he might have messed with, because he was a kid and didn't know what he was doing. Always. So, so that one, so the one part there where um, he takes, you know, he takes you into the what was it, the bathroom or something, and show, shows you, like, the air duct. Mm-hmm. It said that is the... So, I mean, is that... I'm assuming that's something that actually happened then. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, it wasn't... It was, like, an old crawl space. Yeah, he oh took me in there and said that's where the boogeyman lives. So is that kind of, like, maybe the where the quote-unquote portal, like, they were coming from whatever space that was, and, and, and that's where they tried... I mean, and he knew that much... It, it's hard to say. It's it's really hard to say. But I, I, it was a like the animals wouldn't even go in that room. The cat, oh. our cat, stopped eating, and they wouldn't go in the laundry room. <laughs> so for the listeners out there who haven't watched the Netflix show, to kind of to get this going, you, you and your mom, you move into the basement, and weird stuff starts happening, and there was a. a, a a part in the show that really it made me jump. Um, you're laying in bed with your mom and and describe for our listeners what you saw that really you knew you weren't dreaming. You knew you saw something. Could you tell us what it looked like or did Netflix kind of just take a little liberty with it? I'm very interested to, to hear what you saw. Um, when I saw it the first time, because I've seen it a few times over the years. Um, it's like a super dark shadow that's a very large. It's like way bigger than like a, a human. Um, 
Like, you know when you look into a dark room, but there's something darker in there? Right. And it used to come stand at the foot of my bed and just scare the unholy crap out of me. <laughs> you know, uh, the um, episode we had um, with the Mansfield Prison had a very similar situation where a dark entity followed one of the tour guides home and stood by her bed. It's so unsettling. And it's you're very vulnerable when you're like sleeping or in your bed. Like you can't really run anywhere if something's right there. And it's almost so, like they know that. I mean, when you saw it, um, what was your impression? I mean, was this something that did it know that you could see it? I believe so. Because I've I've had experience in my life where I've seen something similar to what you're describing, dark, and it bristled when it knew that I could that I knew it was there. Like I sensed it was there. I could see it. So it, it caused me to believe that whatever this thing was, it creeps around and most people can't see it. It doesn't, you know, and then when it realized, oh, gee, you know, this person can sense them there, see it, it, it was kind of taken aback. So, no, you this said that it, back. <laughs> so, so this well, thing they, was, this thing was happy that you saw it. And, it and knew, it oh, absolutely. So, 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 so let's let's get back into. So you're seeing stuff, you're experiencing stuff in the basement. Mm -hmm. um, at what point then um, did you finally? break through to your mom and she said okay let's I'm gonna level with you this is what's going on um I, I was older for sure I, oh really but, so she mm -hmm. so she let you okay all right because so when the medium came we did have a medium come that was my godmother's friend and they kicked me out they sent me with my grandma when when all that went on so I knew something was going on but I, I didn't know what and my grandpa was also supposedly there as well. So, so this medium came to the house and kind of like was trying to help. Mm -hmm. um, you guys help your your mom and your grandparents figure out what was going on. My grandma had no experiences. That was the weird part too. Oh. My grandma who hawed it all. So, so at any point did your uncle like really fess up to the adults to and say? Or did he just try to scare you by telling that that's where the boogeyman was? Well, that was one of the last times that I saw him. He's actually in prison for murder. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Um, he And he was just in and out of rehab at that point, And my mom didn't want me around him. So that, that's like the last memory I have of him. <laughs> oh, really? So that's, oh, that's terrible. That's terrible that, you know, that's... The last memory you have is him trying to just terrify you as a kid. Um, geez. So yeah, I, I've been interested whether or not he had seen the same thing you had seen. And if he had any idea what it was, whether or not he knew what he was conjuring up, what he was inviting in, if he had experiences with it, things like that. I think that's a big part of why he went down the path that he did. Yeah, I mean that would explain trying to take the trying to take drugs and just basically becoming a pretty evil person. Um, I mean, look at the influence. 
that yeah. is, you know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you kind of ask, you get what you ask for sometimes. I, I mean, geez. So, so, so. Okay, go ahead and let's 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 get into how how this manifests into you know into different things and different experiences for you as you get as you get a little bit older. There, there was a a pretty brief period of time um, where I didn't have any experiences for a few years, and it was pretty glorious. Um, but I had also kind of gone down a path where I was uh, partying a lot at a very young age and dabbling in things I shouldn't have been dabbling in as far as uh, substances. Okay. So during that time, I had no experiences, but you know, I at the end of high school, I quit all that crap and went to college and with my mind being mostly, you know, sober, they kind of started up again. Um, I mean, even up to where I'm living right now. So, so it, so experiences followed you to college then, like once you cleared your mind and maybe became more open again. Um, so what, so what happened in college? It's always it's always kind of the same pattern that it follows, um, especially if I'm extremely like under extreme duress. Like if I'm very stressed out and like feeling frazzled, I have experiences and I'll it's it's like I almost know it's coming. Like you know when the hairs stand up on your whole body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except on my except on my head because there's not <laughs> many left. But yes, I do know what you're And I've seen it at the end of my bed multiple times, and it's almost very similar to sleep paralysis, except I haven't gone to sleep yet. It's just sort of like I can't move, and I can, I'm looking at it, and I can eventually, it's almost like a staring match, if that makes sense. It sounds oh great. And then it eventually goes away. Um, I have been touched. You know, I've had my lights turn on while I'm sleeping. My door's open in my room. My mom I mean, and I have had things fly around. Not like literally fly, but like jump off the counter or like jump from the washer to the dryer. I mean, has this thing ever tried to communicate with you? Nope. And it doesn't seem to have any interest in communicating um, at all. It's just like that. I've never, I, I deal with ghost stuff all the time and it's more annoying usually, but whatever that thing is absolutely terrifies me. Like it's just like dread and you can just feel like it just, it's nasty. And so it attached itself to you when you were a child and it has followed you around wherever you've moved to. Mm-hmm. It's, it's gotten better in the last couple years, uh, because I've worked with a priestess, but yeah, it's never, I feel like it's never really totally gone away. And I'm always nervous that it's going to happen again. <laughs> so how often do you say that, and how often would you say that you see this thing? Um, like I said, in the last couple years, I haven't seen it really at all. I've had other weird stuff happen. Um, and it's never been super frequent. It's almost like I start feeling comfortable again and I'm like, okay, maybe this isn't going to happen again. Maybe it's gone away and then it shows back up. Do you think that it, it, you think it just is always there and you don't see it or sense it? Or do you think it actually goes, it traverses 
back to whatever realm that it came from and it just periodically pops up at times in your life when maybe you're depressed or you're anxious or things aren't going well and it's feeding off your negative energy. I tend to believe that. Um, I really don't want to believe that it's around me all the time. It's just, a, I mean, who knows? That could be the case, but I really, really, really hope that's not the case. So it's more, it's more of an opportunity entity. Like it sees the opportunity to get some negativity from you and it's going to take, it's going to take that opportunity to feed off your negativity if something bad's happening. Yeah. Okay. So well, then it's a good thing your car accident wasn't very bad today because imagine that the negativity and, you know, that maybe from being in a bad car accident, being mad or, or something like that, maybe the, the thing would be showing up tonight. Not that I'm hoping that, but that would be a great, I mean, that'd be a great, great podcast episode, wouldn't it? If he if the thing showed up. So this priest, so you say you're working with this, a priestess, mm-hmm. right? So explain to our listeners who may not have any clue as to what you're talking about, like what that is and what what this priestess is doing to help you out. Oh, yeah. Um, Well, I I was raised Catholic technically, but I I started getting into like the pagan path when I was uh, younger. And so I feel like that that kind of protection worked best for me. So I work with. A lady and she is like my mentor so she helps me with a lot of different things but she's taught me different ways to try and protect myself spiritually different um and I guess protection spells to put around my living area different stones and she's also done some work as well so you're talking about like incantations and things like that yeah, and then I do for, I guess, less intense spirits, you know, sage and different, can- like, candle spells, and there's a ton of little tricks I've learned that ha- have pretty much kept most things at bay, except for the thing that followed me home from Zach Bagan's museum. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, okay. Well, and, and that leads, okay, so that was one of the things I'm, you're sitting here talking about this, and I know that you... Um, go out and do you're part of the uh, what is it the Prism Colorado group yes Yes. okay so you go out and do investigations and I was going to ask like aren't you worried since seemingly something has been following you around that something else is going to grab a hold of you and follow you around so so go ahead what what followed you home from Zach's I have no idea, but there was something pesky around here for about a week that was really bothering my mom and I both. Because my mom and I still live together because um, of her health. Um, and she has experiences all the time, too. Like, something, like, her cane was picked up in her room and, like, kind of thrown off off where it was hooked to. And um, we kept seeing some, like, things standing in the corner and there's like kind of a negative energy that was just affecting both of us. And, you know, I can't say 100% if it was from Zach's museum, but it started like the day after I got home. So I blame well, Zach. I got, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, after, you know, watching what that dude does and stuff, I'd totally 100% blame him. You know? <laughs> 
and we can ask the judge: Does she have a case? Can she? <laughs> can she? Can she blame him? Because yeah, she's I got see, a case or something, all right. She's. <laughs> uh, you know, it sounds like to me, Aaron, that um, that you're almost like a beacon to paranormal things that that you give off, and, and I've kind of you know theorized on on why that may be. Um, and we've talked about this in, in other podcasts about energy mm-hmm. and, um, you know, first rule of thermodynamics, energy cannot be created, nor can it be destroyed. It just simply takes different forms. And, and I think that some people, um, the, the energy that they have is a beacon. It's a, you know, I don't know, le- electromagneticism draws things to them. Um, I know from you know personal experiences in my life and things like that, I, I kind of feel that I have a little bit of that going on. And and there's other people I've talked to, and you know one of the, that's one of the reasons why I never wanted to go to the Mansfield Reformatory. I was scared that I was going to bring something home with me. And you know there was an episode on Tear in the Woods, I think, uh, where that happened to a lady. She went to the Mansfield Reformatory, and this thing followed her home. It was a dark figure, just like you're describing, um, and it terrorized her for months. And then uh, we had, I mentioned, we have a tour guide uh, who was on our podcast who worked at the reformatory, and same thing. This dark figure followed her home, and she finally got rid of it by moving to college. It, it, it didn't follow her to college. So, I mean, you know, someone like you, who I think is somewhat of a beacon, I'd really be scared to go into these places for fear of what's going to follow me home and attach itself to me. I think it's the whole um, curiosity killed the cat. <laughs> and, and I want a better understanding. Like my, my curiosity kind of over, it takes over for the, the fear. And um, you're, you're, I believe you're right about being a beacon. And I think the biggest issue is I believe my mom is as well. So when we're together, it can be chaos. Oh boy! Yeah. Gotcha. So let me ask you this: What do you think these things are? Because I think we started off, and I used the word demon. What do you think these things are? The way I see it, um, with with the word demon, I believe at least like in the paranormal community and like ghost adventures, throws that word around a little too casually. Um, I don't think that there are a lot of cases that are necessarily truly demonic. I believe that most spirits are either deceased people or that could have been nasty in life because you're not just going to change. If you're a shitty person when you're alive, you're probably going to not be so great when you're dead, too. Um, I will apologize in advance then for everybody that I may haunt. And I think that there are things in this world, or in other dimensions, that are maybe were never human, and they're almost like products of energy, something more ancient than we can comprehend. So I guess it could be considered so take, a demon. So are you like hearkening back to your uh, to your studies in paganism about how all these different, especially European, uh, you know, Europeans have had different things. And then reading your blog, you know, changelings and fairies and and dark creatures and things like that, you know, things of folklore 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what if am I reading you saying, hey, look, you know, there's things out there we just don't know what they are. They've been around for thousands of years. They've they've interacted with mankind. You know, they're not really cataloged, at least not maybe over here. And and so you're saying, look, I'm not saying that this is a demon and demons, you know, is in league with Satan or Lucifer himself. Uh, but these are things that have that predate even Christianity, Judaism, and things like that. Exactly, and I just I think we, as humans, don't really know for sure. And I I just as a pagan, it's hard for me to sit there and be like, oh yeah, demon that's in league with the devil and God and all that. So. Well, so it seems to me then this whatever's following you around must have been a real jerk in his, in his former life or whatever to just stand at the edge of the, your bed and stare <laughs> stare at you and try to be... I mean, how else can you... I mean, if the thing is not trying to really hurt you physically, whether I, mean, I don't even... I've been touched and scratched before. Oh, okay. So you've been touched and scratched. Okay. All right. Well, I, well, I stand by my previous statement that the, <laughs> it's really a jerk he's really a jerk well and i mean this thing i think is different um i think it's it to me it's one of those things that i might not understand i don't think it was ever human whatever this is that's just my gut feeling i have no proof of that but that's just that's what i believe after dealing with it for so long i, so I don't think a human spirit a, would do please. stick around this long <laughs> right so, so I think what you're trying to tell us is, hey, look, I don't believe this is a ghost. This isn't somebody that died, is haunting yeah. this house. Yeah. You know, this is this is something that maybe your uncle had tapped into, and mm-hmm. has has brought forth, and and now you can't get rid of it. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he shows. I wonder if this thing shows up thinking, you know, I really liked your uncle. He was a fun guy. Um, where'd he go? You know, where, where's, where'd he go? Maybe, maybe it'd be nice if he just would disappear and go back and find your uncle. Since he's the one that conjured, conjured the thing up. You know, I mean, that just, I don't well, know. I, know. I, don't, I don't know how you could, I don't know how you can, I you mean, know, I, me, me being know. a total scaredy cat, I don't know how you can wonder, like, when's this thing going to show back up? I just, and it's amazing to me that you can live like that. People learn, people adapt. I mean, once it's kind of always been that way, I don't really remember any differently. I mean, sure, I would love to like know it's not going to show up again, but I, I think I'll always worry about that till the day I die. Even if it doesn't show up from now till then, I'll always worry about it. Now, have you ever been in a situation? So has anybody else ever seen this thing? Or is it just you? I mean, does your mom see this thing? I mean, you, you said you guys still live together. So when it shows up, is it? have you ever been in a situation where somebody else has the opportunity they could see it too? No. And I think that's what's so frustrating about it is it's when I tell people, I, I you know, it sounds crazy and it sounds insane and nobody else has seen it. They've My mom has seen tons of other things and she's had experiences when we were living in the old house where she thinks it could have been that but I'm like well you would know (laughs) 
there you wouldn't be saying it could be like you would have known if yeah, you were I, seeing yeah. that. <laughs> so 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 tell us, okay? So we know you're 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 haunted. You you're you got something. So tell us about some of the other stuff that you do because this is what really I think is fascinating to all of us that you are afflicted with this, but you're just jump. You, I mean you you've got a paranormal podcast. Um, you've got a, a blog on your, on your website. Um, you, you know, you go out doing ghost, hunt, you know, ghost hunting, you're involved in, um, the, uh, making little sh- horror movie shorts, the blue, the blue room, which can be seen on your, now this is a great name, the paranormal com <laughs> website. I mean, that's, that's awesome. I'm glad that you were able to get that name. Cause I think you deserve to have that. Uh, deserve to have that name for <laughs> Ever sure. the, the for princess sure. crown. <laughs> yeah. So, so kind of tell all of our listeners like what all the different things that you're into and how they can kind of um, maybe follow the chronicles of the paranormal uh, princess and see and, and learn more about what you're experiencing um, out there in the paranormal field. Well, I've just kind of really embraced it. Um, at this point, it's sort of like, well, it's it's here. I'm going to be dealing with this, so I might as well study it and learn about it. And so, through I started my blog, you know, on paranormalprincess.com, and um, that kind of gives me an excuse to research things and write about things. And then my friends offered me the podcast, and I was like, sure, why not? And um, that's under the Punk Rock Horror Podcast. Um, I'm like a, a monthly sideshow kind of. <laughs> uh, I did. I did. I noticed that. It was like they got a bunch, and they they give you like once every every. I mean, I think you should demand a little bit more. Oh, they keep telling me they want me to do more, but just it. I'm, it's hard for me to commit to that right now, just because I've got so much other stuff going on and life is crazy. Um, but I, I keep up with, I try and update that. I'm trying to get better about updating my blog. It's been hard to balance the blog and the podcast without like crossing over too much. And I'm always on my Instagram. Um, I update stuff when I uh, go out with Prism. Um, I just joined up with them recently from the team I was on previously. But uh, Prism's been a great fit. And they're a very honest group of people, which is nice. So, so what kind of stuff um, have you guys gone out and investigated there with, uh, with, with that group? Like, what are some, I mean, we know all the Ohio stuff because that's where we're based at. What's, what's some of the cool stuff out there in Colorado that you guys are getting to go out and, Ooh, and check out? Well, everybody talks about the Stanley. Um, I have visited, oh, yeah. but I haven't investigated there because it's, it's almost impossible to, you know, get quiet space there and, the re- the rates are astronomical. Uh, and, and and for those who don't know, the Stanley, right? That's the bait with the Shining, right? Yep, that's the where Shining. Stephen King wrote The Shining. Yes, yeah, and I've seen that on um, some of the ghost show, ghost hunters and stuff like that. Have done some shows from there, and it seems like a pretty um, lively place. Supposedly, I think it's a little hyped up, personally. Oh, really? Okay, right. but. Um, there's a few other like hidden gems. We have a the railroad museum, 
that's here. So it's like a bunch of old like railroad cars from all different time periods. And we had some crazy stuff happen there. Um, my favorite though is a Phoenix gold mine. So it's like, it's still an, an operational gold mine up in the mountains. And I caught my very first EVP there, like, like clear as day EVP, a hundred feet underground. So there was no way it was anybody else. <laughs> uh, what, uh, what was, so what'd you catch? It's pretty creepy. It, it says the devil whispers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So are you sure this wasn't your buddy that's following you around and just like, ah, I'm going to, I'm really going to mess with her and just, I'm just uh, and, and, and whispered a little bit. So, so, Sure, but it was definitely a little unnerving because the place wasn't it didn't have like a bad vibe at all. It was just a lot of, I think, residual stuff there. Um, But yeah, no, that was not residual. (laughs) Like, is that a double meaning is like, hey, the devil was like, so it's the devil whispering to you and letting you know that. I mean, that's oh, man. And you're that far down underground. How can you even? Yeah, it's it's not. I'll, I can. I'll send you guys once we're done here. I'll send you guys the clip. I have it like unlisted on my YouTube. Um, oh boy, God, really? I it's you know it's like midnight here, and I mean it's dark. <laughs> and Don't I'm alone it's in tomorrow. the <laughs> and I'm alone in the basement. I mean seriously, what? Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, so yeah, I, I I do encourage like everybody that's listening go. Go to the paranormalprincess.com. Um, definitely look up the podcast because the the one thing I listened to the episode on poltergeist, and I mean you know your stuff. There's just no question you are uh, well versed, well studied. You, you you know what you're talking about for sure. Um, so I mean those are that was a very informative, really uh, um, cool episode you did. Um, definitely. Thank you. Uh, the blog is, is really good, but let's talk about this horror short that you guys <laughs> did with your friends. Kind of tell us because the judge and I are, you know, we we write scary horror movie scripts. We, you know, do stuff like that. We've been in uh, and Jason. We've all been in uh, a, a movie back here that's coming out and so we're really into like the whole making movies and and stuff like that so tell me how you guys pulled that off and what and how you got interested in doing that stuff yeah definitely you guys have to send me that information and uh, when the movie comes out i'd love to check it out oh yeah yeah and i and i can't promise that we any of the parts that any of us play are any good (laughs) <laughs> but, uh, I'm sure they're just fine. <laughs> I'm not quitting my day job. You're not quitting. Well, your day job pays a little bit better than any of us made for being in that movie. Just, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, go ahead, here. What? So, tell us. Give us a little background on your uh, on your foray foray into uh, to movies. Sure. Um, so, I don't know if you guys have heard of like Twin Peaks, David Lynch. Yeah. But I that's my favorite thing in the whole world. I'm covered in Twin Peaks tattoos and I'm part of a a group that we for a long time got together every Sunday to watch Twin Peaks and we had a writing group. And one day um 
my friend Jesse, who's the director and uh, did a lot of everything for the movie, he's like, well, let's make a horror short. And so he kind of came up with the script and then pulled me on as production manager. And we ended up actually the place we filmed at was super haunted. Um, I've investigated there before. It's just like a local business. Well, I saw that you were the uh, the producer. You know, you were in charge of finding the finding the set. You know, where you guys could shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, the, did you do that on purpose? Like, did you find a place that you knew was haunted so you could really mess with these <laughs> guys while they're or what? No, actually, my one of my um, former teammates who is I love her dearly. She works at a place. And when I was on my old team, we investigated there a couple times. Um, and I was sitting there trying to find a place for us to film. But I'm sure, as you guys know, trying to find a filming location is so difficult. And so many places that would have fit the bill were charging like $1,000 a day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we just, yeah. yeah we as soon as that. you say, hey, we want to, as soon as you say, hey, we want to make a movie. Then it's like, well, all right, they must got a lot. They must have a lot of money. Oh, they start yeah. seeing dollar signs. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, exactly. So you're better off just to say, hey, we're gonna have a kid's birthday party, <laughs> right? <You know? laughs> so luckily, Tracy was kind enough, and she allowed us to film there for free. And that, you know, after spending like a week looking, it hit me out of nowhere. I was like, oh my god, like why haven't I asked Tracy? And so I took care of that, and then everything kind of just fell into place and. We had so much fun doing it. Like I, I loved being a part of making a, a movie plus horror. Like I'm, I love horror. So that was just being with my friends and making a David Lynch inspired film was a, a great experience. Now, is that just the first thing that you guys are going to do? Do you have other things in the planning stages and the works, or or what? No, I think with the. That was just such a spur of the moment thing. I mean, I think everybody would be open to doing it again, but there was also a lot of like stress involved in trying to get the movie funded through GoFundMe and all that stuff. Or Kickstarter. It was Kickstarter. But um it it took a toll on a lot of people. So I don't know if we'll be doing that anytime soon, but I'd be open to doing it with other people or with them or so if anybody out there wants to make a horror Call me. <laughs> well, you know what? If we uh, if we get the opportunity to actually make uh, one of the scripts we've been pitching around, we know exactly who to call. I'll hop on a plane. I'll be there. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yes, I. Uh, as long as you don't bring your buddy with you, because I'm not. I, I don't know that. I don't want you to leave that thing here. <laughs> That's I would the, love to leave it there. Just kidding. <laughs> you know who would probably pick up on it would be the judge. So we'll make sure that. Uh, that's something I don't want to do. That's, <laughs> something you don't do. Can you give him a long prison sentence for me? Yeah. <laughs> Take him over to the old reformatory in Mansfield, see if we can give him a light sentence. Oh, no, that might so, be interesting. Question. And, and this has come up, but we've talked about this in other podcasts. Um, 3 a.m. is the witching hour. Anything involving this thing around that time? Nope. I mean, it's never anything specific. Um, And I think the 3 a.m. thing, it is, you know, known as the witching hour, but I I don't think that it really makes a difference 
this thing kind of shows up when it wants to show up. You know, I work with some people at the post office that if ascribed to that same motto. They just show up when they want to show up. It's not every day. So <laughs> right, I won't name any. Is that a confession? No, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I, it's not me. I just, that's a whole different podcast. Anyway. So, <laughs> so, post office. So, a lot of people. So, Aaron, we have a lot of people out there who are, who really, really love the paranormal interest. For somebody who's a armchair uh, paranormal enthusiast, but wants to get out there like you're doing and get their roll up their sleeves and and get themselves involved. How would they go about doing it? How would you suggest someone who loves watching, you know, TV shows about the paranormal or is following your blog or listening to us out there? How would they get started in doing field research? Ooh, honestly, like I've, I mean, starting with textbooks and case studies is like the best place to start and. And I have a whole slew of them on my blog of things that have really been a great reference point for me that are less modern, I guess, and more like, I don't know, they're not as hyped up. They're more theoretical and science based as science as the paranormal can get. Um, And as far as investigating, I honestly one day was sitting with my mom and just I messaged probably like 10 different teams around Denver and ended up with a code three paranormal for a few years before making the transition over to prism. So you just kind of have to get out there, start talking to people, try networking. Um, I kind of just haunted wasn't even like on purpose. Um, but that's definitely kind of helped me network. Yeah. How did, how did that opportunity even arrive? I mean, was it just, they were doing a show and asking for people, to submit stories or, or how did that happen? It's, it's kind of funny. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but at one, it was probably like a few days before I got the email from the uh, producers or I don't know the correct term, the casting people. Um, I had posted a video uh, to enter a contest to get into Zach Bagan's museum for an investigation and um, you had to use specific hashtags and all that crap on Twitter. And mm. after I posted my video entry, they, I was contacted almost you know a few days later by the casting people. And I thought for sure it was like some crazy like sex trafficking ring. Or I was like, I don't believe this. <laughs> Why do they want my story? <laughs> oh boy! So, and then I went through the process, and you know we had tons and tons of interviews and. They were very um, particular in wanting to make sure my story was real and that I wasn't both bullshitting anybody. So, well how, well, so how did they go? How did they satisfy themselves that your story was real? I mean, I had to talk to a whole bunch of different people. Um, they had to talk to, they talked to my friends, they talked to my mom, um, people that had either been around at that time or like my mom and godmother who had witnessed it i mean it, it's hard to you know give them concrete evidence <laughs> um oh yeah 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 definitely. but you know i was kind of disappointed because a lot of people kind of stopped watching the show after the second episode i don't know if you've seen some of that hoobla online um <laughs> yeah yeah i did yes i did and i i mean i didn't want to I didn't exactly want to 
bring that up, but I saw a lot of the people questioning whether um, the show was real or not and mm-hmm. whether, you know, they kind of, what I kind of thought was, um, you know, kind of out of bounds was questioning whether your story was real because you then are, you do a paranormal podcast and you do a blog and you do investigations and stuff. So, but I mean, you, and we've asked you that question, you know, what you've had this experience. Why are you doing all that stuff? Okay. It's, it's because you know what it's all about or you have a good, um, entry level education. (laughs) And I want to know more. Like I want to understand why this thing is following me. Like, what is it? So it's like this constant need for answers, but Yeah. yeah, that's actually been the hardest part is, um, coming out there and, talking about it like publicly which I knew people wouldn't believe it but some people have been pretty nasty like I've gotten some real nasty comments and then been accused of being an actress and I'm like oh god I can't act (laughs) like I wish I was an actress but I'm not (laughs) well I mean we find that with a lot of the stuff whether it's cryptids you know people who have seen cryptids Mm -hmm. or paranormal things people are scared to come forward and say hey this was my experience for fear of being ridiculed or, you know, in your situation, well, you're trying to monetize a story. So, you know, and things like that. So, you know, one of the hardest things for a person to have to do is to be called a liar. And so I think a lot of people just say, look, rather than be called a liar and have my credibility judged, I'm just going to keep these things to myself and then secretly, you know, try to live vicariously through people like you and shows but, uh, you know, and that was kind of a, one of the, the mission statements of, of our podcast was to yeah. encourage people who have had experiences to come forward and say, hey, look, we believe you. You know, we're not, we're not going to look at you with skepticism. We want to hear your story. Give them a form by which they can feel safe and not be judged, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Only by well, the judge. Yeah, well, okay, but uh, but I mean, the the real hope is is that somebody would listen to you tell your story on our podcast, and then they have an avenue, you know, if they have a similar experience, that they can reach out to you through your blog, through your um, through your podcast and stuff, and say, hey, look, I thought I was the only one that had this happen, and. Uh, man, can you help me out? Can you help, you know, what did you do? You know, I mean, that's, that's kind of what, what we hope would happen is, is, you know, if somebody hears your experience and they're experiencing the same thing, you know, now they, now they don't have to feel like they're alone. Yeah, that that was a big motivator for me too. And I'm always, my email is paranormalprincess7 at gmail.com and, or through my blog, um, however people want to reach out to me, Instagram, and I'm always willing to try and talk to people or answer questions or, you know, I can only do so much from a distance, but I want to, I want to try and help people. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a great, I mean, um, that's a great attitude and a great mission to have is to help people that, uh, cause when you were going through it as a young kid, you had to feel like you were, something was wrong. You were the only person in the world that was probably, experiencing that and you know the adults in your life who 
even knew something was going on, just kind of said, ah, it's just your imagination, you mm-hmm. know? So, and it's not, you know, no. it's not your imagination. You know? Unfortunately. So, It'd be easier to be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> probably. It would, it would have to be less scary. Well, you know, the other thing is that, uh, you know, the other thing is there could be a parent out there that hears this story and says, you know, maybe my daughter who's been telling me that she's been seeing these things is not making this up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows? You never know who's listening. It could just, even if I can help one person and maybe that parent helps their kid or. I don't know. We're all pretty interconnected now with the internet, so I'm hoping. Yeah, and well, I, I think uh, looking at our, some of the people who are listening to us and are, are across the globe, which I find fascinating, you know, our super producer Jason can enlighten us on some of the countries uh, of people who are listening to to our podcast. Oh, yeah. I'm afraid. I, I'm afraid to even step foot in Belgium right now just because of the number of people that are listening to us in that country. Well, Aaron, we are so glad that we were able to work this out and find, um, find a time to get to talk to you. And I certainly hope that, um, number one, that your, your friend, the, the dark figure stays away and gives you some peace, uh, peace and quiet. And you can not have to worry about, uh, uh, that anymore, but I hope that somebody hears this, uh, hears this podcast and, and gets in touch with you and maybe you get a, get a real opportunity to help somebody out. Cause I think that would be really cool. So, um, let's, uh, before we sign off here, Give everybody your particulars again, your your website, your Instagram, <laughs> and uh, so they know where to go and check you out. Sure, and I, I really appreciate you guys having me on. It's been lots of fun talking to you guys, and hopefully we'll stay in touch. Um, and if anybody else ever wants to reach out, uh, the easiest way is probably through my Instagram, which is uh, paranormalprincess7 or paranormalprincess7 at gmail.com if you want to email. Um paranormalprincess.com, paranormalprincesspodcast. Pretty much if you search Paranormal Princess, you'll probably find me somewhere. I don't have people on my personal Facebook usually, though, so don't don't find me on Facebook. Okay. okay. <laughs> you guys okay. can, but people I don't know. <laughs> okay. okay, okay. And do you have any cool, like, Paranormal Princess t-shirts? I, you know, I've had a couple people ask, and I just am like, who wants to wear a t- my t-shirt? Like, I guess I've just never... I feel weird making a t-shirt about myself. <laughs> I mean, that would be fantastic. What are you talking about? Paranormal princess. I mean, that you gotta, you gotta work that brand. I mean, that's, I see action <laughs> figures. I see, uh, you know, maybe a cologne, a perfume. I mean, come on. What else? <laughs> what else? We can work like a whole, yeah, like we can work a whole angle. Maybe someday. Yeah. That's the spirit. So, all right. Well, hey, thank you, Aaron, for joining us tonight. Um, I'm glad that the uh, car accident didn't uh, prevent it from happening. And uh, I, I'm sure the the judge and Jason will concur. It was a great, uh, great talking to you, great getting to know you. And uh, hopefully we will uh, 
have we'll you on st- again and do something do something else fun. So. Sure. Whenever y'all want to talk. All right. Yes. All right. Thank you, Aaron. All right. Well, you have a good night, and everybody, go find the paranormal princess. Thanks again, guys. Yep. Yep. Have a good night. Absolutely. Good night, everybody. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, a final word. Please visit us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash from the shadows podcast and on our Instagram page at instagram.com forward slash from the shadows podcast. You can visit our webpage at from the shadows podcast dot go daddy sites dot com or contribute to our Facebook discussion page called after the shadows and tweet us on our Twitter feed at twitter.com forward slash podcast underscore from thank you for joining us and we look forward to hearing from you all until next time Never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.